So today we have a very special guest where birds of the feather flock together. Julia, would you would you like to make our introduction to our lovely guests? Um, I would love to, Anya. I, I'm looking forward to introducing Wendy, the parrot lady. Let's get this flock flying and get this conversation started. So this is Time. Um, she's a little son, Conyer, um, from South America. And then I've got the old lady who I should just show you. You're going to, since I'm on my iPhone, you guys have to see her. She's sleeping right now. Can I turn this around? Let's see. Oh, maybe I can't. I don't know if I can turn it around, but you guys have to see her. She's over here sleeping. Oh. We're getting a little toy right now. <laughs> this is just for the, the off record. But this is the 50-year-old right here. Try to see. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you! Look at your beautiful green feathers and your little yellow hat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she sits just like a little chicken. It's so funny. She's just this little old lady. Anyways, side it. note. Sorry. <laughs> and Wendy, when did you first start posting, you know, photos of the birds, videos of them on Instagram? Like, when did you start doing the Instagram account, and what was your inspiration or your motivation at the time? I should have a good answer to when it was. I don't, I think it was, I don't think it was really that long ago. Um, I just wanted to learn more. And, you know, the only way to learn, especially when you're in, you know, there's not a huge amount of parrot owners here in Boise, Idaho. Um, so I just wanted to learn more. And um, I think that was really why I got on, you know, just sharing the funny antics that, you know, that they do. And, it seems like the audience just grew and grew and grew. And um, people have a, a really deep fascination with all three birds. And it's interesting because you have the three camps. You've got the people that just love the little bird because she's so cute and colorful. And then you have people that love Sweet Pea because she's adorable and so entertaining. And then you have the camp of like, I call them the emo kids because two of my friends, they're not emo, but they love him. And I'm like, you know, they love that he hates everybody and that he's grumpy and that he's just difficult with everything and that he attacks me and that he's so destructive. And so it's funny how you, and you don't see people, one person like Sweet Pea and Brody. No, it's either Brody or Sweet Pea or Ty. It's just one or the other. Which is wild that you could have such different audiences, dedicated audiences on one platform for all their different personalities. And remind me, how many, what's your engagement like on Instagram and and TikTok? How many followers do you have? Um, I think we're around 750 on TikTok and 110 on Instagram. Oh my goodness. And were you surprised when you started posting about your birds? how quickly your accounts grew and how people engaged with them? Um, yes and no. Um, and I know that's the answer to a lot of my, <laughs> a lot of your questions. I am so into my birds. I think everybody else would be too. So <laughs> what I was surprised at is the amount of people that don't own parrots that were interested in them because I don't follow kid, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about children. I don't follow people's accounts of like cute kids, right? 
because I don't have them and I don't want them and I, they look scary and, you know, I don't know, it's terrifying, right? So I don't follow children's accounts, but yet people that do not have parrots follow these guys' accounts. So that's what surprised me. There's one kid account that I follow and it's called Kids Getting Hurt. <laughs> and it's... Anya! <laughs> It's just, listen, the parents post these videos of their kids doing stupid things. I assume they're fine if they posted the video, but you know, kids do things and they get hurt sometimes. It's a great account. Highly recommend. (laughs) You are Camp Brody. Yes. I think I'm Camp Sweet Pea. It's interesting that you said you joined to learn more about the community because when I think about your content, I think some of it is educational, like the experience that you just went through with Sweet Pea, like even how do you give medicine to a parent? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you take care of them? What does that process look like? But then the other content is, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like to me, it's its funny, it's playful, mm-hmm. you know, it's very character driven. Mm-hmm. But when you think about posting, like how do you think about the types of content that you're going to share? Sure. So my first, the first thing I think about, you know, is that I'm obviously always demonstrating proper care and keeping of parrots, especially rescue parrots. Um, secondly, um, I have a real soft spot for any type of mental illness or depression and anxiety. And I've had so many people that have reached out and said, you know, my child was in the hospital with cancer and your videos got her through or can we FaceTime, you know, my son is sick or even uh, parents that have teenagers, you know, reaching out and telling me those messages that is making people's lives better, especially during the last couple of years. They've not been easy for anybody. Um, so, you know, that's my main focus is, is it going to brighten someone's day? Um, and is it something that someone can be, you know, on the brink of whatever, you know, feeling hopeless or whatever the case is and remember that there are better things and there's good things and, and good people out there. So I just really, really try to make sure they're as joyful as possible. Obviously, when Sweet Pea got sick, that wasn't. But overall, I just try to give a very peaceful, fun, innocent content. I mean, that's got to, I imagine that feels really good. I mean, one, your birds obviously bring a lot of joy to your life. But the fact that you've been able to reach so many people and bring so many, like millions of people joy that have watched and seen your videos, I imagine that that has to feel really fulfilling in a certain respect that maybe might even be a little bit indescribable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think helping, helping anyone feels good, right? I don't think there's anyone that says, Oh gosh, I wish I wouldn't have made that person happy. So yeah, I I just, I enjoy it. You know, I rarely, rarely, rarely get negative comments. It's just not something you see on my page, which I, when I, and very, very careful the moment I see. And sometimes there's people innocently, someone says something and someone responds, right? Because they really take ownership of the content because now they know these birds. And um, I'm very, very careful to make sure that that doesn't happen. And I just delete the comments right away to make sure that, especially children that are looking through the content, they don't see any of that, you know, bullying um, or negative 
you know, any of that energy being fostered so that their experiences is good. I want to say, it's not just any birds that you have. You have some really special types of birds. Mm -hmm. Would you call these birds, are they all parrots technically? Exotic birds? Like what's sort of the catch-all for them? It's both um, exotic. Exotic parrots or exotic birds generally indicate, you know, parrots that are from either Latin America or Africa, ouch, Australia, you know, different (laughs) places like that. She was doing a slip, so she just decided to bite me. She usually likes to sit on top of my computer. I'll throw her up there. There you go. For people who are listening right now, just so you know what Ani and I are seeing, we're seeing at least two birds. There was a third that's been relocated because it was nibbling on Wendy's arm. And Sweet Pea is actually staring into the camera right now. She's looking at me, and I feel like she can see through my soul. She <laughs> Sweet totally Pea, can. how's it going? <laughs> She absolutely can. She she knows all. She would be the best therapy dog if I could make her into a little dog because she knows your emotions. She knows everything. Almost yeah, it just she she can see all. It's just sweet pea's world and we all live in it. And where do parrots come from? You know, you mentioned that you adopted them, that these were rescue birds, but for people who are going out and buying them, where do they typically find parrots like these? Yeah, you know, that's kind of a twofold answer. One is that I really encourage people to adopt and not shop because there's such a need for good homes. Um, The second of that is, while you can buy them from commercial dealers or breeders, there are also so many scams out there. Um, I've known so many people that got scammed. It always comes from like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace where someone says, oh, I have this bird. It's a little bit outside of town. Send me, you know, three, send $300 for gas and I'll, you know, whatever the case is, right? So there are breeders. There's one in Texas that's well known. Um, I think there's one on the East Coast. But really in the U.S., there's not a lot of places to get chicks of the bigger birds. Um, there's just a lot of, I call them used birds is kind of a slang, but you know, they're birds that have usually been through several people's homes. So there's so many parrot rescues. You can type in, you know, almost any stage, almost any state, and you can find a parrot rescue um, either close by or in your own state. And they'll go, they'll, you know, they'll educate you. They'll also meet you and see what bird fits your you know, your characteristic, the best, you know, different, whether it's physical characteristics or, you know, home, whatever it is in your life that needs a fit with a bird instead of just buying one. Is it that people get parrots or birds in general, not knowing how much work actually goes into taking care of a bird? And that's why absolutely there's so many up for adoption. They're also pretty expensive. Um, they're loud and they're extremely destructive. <laughs> oh, really? What, did, what, what have your birds destroyed? I'm curious. And which one is the most, and which oh one is God. the most destructive? Oh my goodness. I have lost an iWatch. This computer cord barely works via sweet pea chewed right next to the plug-in. Um, this is since this isn't live or a video. Um, one day Brody got mad. I had like had to go somewhere and he hadn't gotten out and he let himself out of his cage. He's a Houdini and tore off 
custom wallpaper from one of my walls. And all the trim in here is, is custom. You can't just go get it. And he left gouges and tore off corners. And he was just mad. So, yeah, when I say destructive, it is destructive. <laughs> just complete and total I mean, this, disasters. <laughs> this, I, I don't think we should use this interview for any marketing campaigns around why you should get a bird. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't win well, any. <laughs> you know, this is a funny story you probably won't want to feature, but I have a lot of friends. I don't have children myself outside of these guys, but I have a lot of friends that have kids, you know, and they're constantly saying, you know, the kids will come visit my house. They're like, oh my gosh, we want a bird. So my little bird, as long as the kids are older and I know them really well, my little bird, this little time, she's a little sun conure. She loves children and she just loves a change of scenery and she's friendly and fun. So I have them take her for like a week. And by the end of the week, the parents and the kids are calling me like, you want us to bring her back? Come get her. We're done. So, they're ready. I, they're ready. Yeah, they're ready. It's yeah. a little trial period. Exactly. And, <laughs> You know, they're all so excited at first. And by the end, they just don't want to see me or the bird ever again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think time is their name has saved a lot of parents from probably being neglected because they were, you know, purchased under the incorrect pretenses of what it looks like to own one. I eventually had birds growing up. I had little cockatoos as well. Oh, um, but... I, I didn't, I was like six, seven years old, so I didn't have to deal with uh, the actual <laughs> caretaking of the bird. So I just thought, oh, it's so much fun having a bird. Yeah. <laughs> but those little cockatiels are really so, fun though, too. I've always wanted one. Yeah. And Wendy, I wanted to ask, you mentioned that a lot of birds will go through multiple homes over the course mm -hmm. of their life because people abandon them, surrender them, whatever the circumstances are. Do birds, how do they bond to people? You know, if you had a bird that was with a family for a few years and is now with a new family, you know, do they mourn the old family? Mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I have no idea just how birds yeah. are. And it's actually, just how they do not chew on that. Process it's actually, emotions. Really, really, really sad because birds are like dogs, except they're much more intelligent. And so they do, they bond with, stop, she wants to take a bath and the sink's over there. So she's going to probably take it over there pretty soon. Go, you want to take a bath? Go. Uh, sorry. So they do, they bond with the owners and um, it's very hard for them to get used to a new home and new people, but mostly it's new surroundings. Um, parrots suffer from a lot of anxiety. Um, when I got Sweet Pea, she barely had any feathers, and that's because the environment prior was not conducive to her anxiety levels or nerves. Um, so she would lose her feathers she, due to they stress? They pick them out. They actually self-mutilate. Oh, it's out. like a person cutting or trichotillomania or any of those types of more outwardly expressive mental illnesses that happen. It's the same thing, just a parrot. So when you're when you have a bird like that who has those types of that type of distress, 
what do you have to do to get them acclimated and to get them feeling safe again? What is that process like of building trust with a bird? Yeah, I mean, there's several different steps. The most important thing is birds. There's a saying, it's like, um, you know, going to bed with the chickens. It's an old saying, um, you know, and up when the rooster crows, right? Um, Birds are like chickens in the sense they go to bed when it gets dark and these guys sleep in because they're spoiled, but, um, but most birds, they get about 12 hours of sleep. And so the first thing to do is to get that sleep pattern established. So that's, you know, getting 12 hours and putting them somewhere dark and, you know, comfortably warm and quiet so that they, they can rejuvenate with that sleep. Um, so that's really the, the first one. And then obviously when you have a lot of noise or kids or televisions or dogs bark, and that's going to all stress them out. Although they also really love watching the commotion once they get used to it. So that goes either way, but usually diet and rest is the first thing that people just try to focus on when they've got a new bird that, you know, is coming into a new family and probably is mourning the loss of, you know, it's familiar, familiar surroundings, whether it's people or, you know, habitat situations. 12 hours of sleep. I feel like I should have been a bird. I know. <laughs> but as a parrot owner, you need them to have 12 hours of sleep. By 8 o'clock at night, I am ready for them to go to bed. Like, that's... <laughs> it's like my sister with her kids. Like, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night cannot come soon enough, and she's just tossing them in her their bed. That's, yep, that's me. By the time it's, yeah, about 7.50, there's an internal clock, and I'm like, you just go, go, just Goodbye. Good night. See you in the morning. <laughs> so as we as we experience the birds on Instagram, they have their own unique personalities. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute that to? Is it the types of birds that they are? Or do you just see a range of personalities even within the same breed or the same type of bird? There is a range of personalities, um, but just like breeds of dogs, there can be you know, there can be some different characteristics, but ultimately most breeds have the same base characters, right? Case in point is Brody. A lot of African greys are just known to be cranky. You know, they're like the old man that would yell at the kids running across the lawn. That's, you know, I just, that's how I see him. And like sitting on the porch, just doing that. Sun Conyers, they're known to be great little pets. They're also known to be like the loudest, literally the loudest um, of all birds. And they're nippy. Little birds are really nippy, and so are big birds. But um, cockatoos are known to be really friendly. So yes, they do have their own personalities. Um, I think Brody takes being really mean and enjoying it to a different level, because after he'll try to bite me, he will laugh every time. And it makes me even more mad. <laughs> and, you know, I, I haven't really been around birds that are as cuddly as Sweet Pea. So, yeah, they really do. They have that base personality that they might be known for, but then these guys just seem to have um, taken their individuality to a whole different level. <laughs> I, I have a quick question, too, about Sweet Pea's uh, recovery. When you were posting about her being sick, what was the response like from your followers in terms of showing support or concern? And did it, did it seem like they felt like it was also their bird that was sick if they're so invested in her? 
Yes, that was something that just shocked me. Um, obviously, Sweet Pea got sick after hours. And so there isn't like a 24-hour vet, avian vet here. Um, so I couldn't take her to the vet. And, um, you know, I just thought, well, I'm going to try to see if anybody on Instagram is a avian vet. It was worth a shot to me. And the world responded. It was really crazy. Um, Sarah Paulson, she's an actress that's fairly well-known. Um, she has like American Horror Story. She's done a lot of different things, but um, she immediately reached out and, you know, shared my status and just, I think I, I know I had thousands and thousands of people messaging me, but I ended up having avian vets from India, <laughs> Australia, um, the U.S. reach out and they just FaceTimed me and basically told me what to do. What was really neat is I then turned around after Sweet Pea got better. I turned around and put all of those tips into an email and sent it to anyone that asked, which ended up being thousands and thousands of people that I just said, hey, if you want this email, email my, you know, the parrot lady, you know, gmail.com or whatever the address is and just thousands and thousands and thousands of emails came in. So it was neat to be able to then turn around and share that in hopes of, you know, making another bird's life better or their suffering at least less acute. So the reaction was just dumbfounding. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to ask if you have any super fans, but I feel like you answered my question. Oh my goodness. I have fanatic fans and I love it because I'm fanatic about parrots too. And they're not really fanatic about parrots, but they're fanatic about these parrots. <laughs> and why? Why these parrots compared to other parrots on Instagram? Because I've seen other, there are other birds on Instagram. I've seen other, you know, exotic bird accounts, non-exotic bird accounts. But there is something about this little group that really just pops and stands out. What's going on? I have no idea. I don't know if it, my main focus is spreading positivity. Um, I don't have an answer to that. I've had a lot of people ask me that. I have no idea. They, they, all, seem, they all seem similar to me. So I don't know. My, um, one of my friends who is not on social media said, I know what it is. And I said, okay, what is it? And it was right when TikTok came out and everybody was getting into like the dances. And he's like, you just wear a bathing suit and hold your birds, huh? It's like, okay, no, thank you though. I don't. I honestly have my followers. <laughs> but no, the answer is I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, calm down. Well, you, you recently got a dog as well. Mm -hmm. So what is it like having a puppy and parrots and do the parrots like having a dog in the house? Um, you know, time doesn't really like the dog. She tolerates him, but not that into it. Brody basically pretends the dog is not there. Um, I keep them really separate, you know, for the most part, but occasionally he'll go over and snuffle Brody and Brody oh, just... Wow kind of does this very offended, bougie look at the dog, like, oh, don't touch me ever, and just waddles off. Brody's overweight, so he doesn't, like, sprint. He just kind of waddles like a duck. I'm working on that. I'm, I really am. He just, he, he really likes peanuts, and I have trouble saying no. So we're working on the diet thing. But um, Sweet Pea loves the dog. I mean, love, love, loves the dog. Um, the problem is that the puppy grew up playing with Sweet Pea, 
Well, now that he is big, I mean, one little paw swipe would kill her. So they have to see each other. I close the screen door and they look at each other through the screen door. It's like the saddest thing you'll ever see. (laughs) (laughs) But she'll go, she'll run up to the screen door and he'll be sitting there wagging his tail and she'll be so excited. She'll turn around and just run in circles in front of him, in front of the screen. And so it's really sad, actually. (laughs) That is really sad. I feel like that's how I look at cake through displays at bakeries <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's not chocolate anything yeah it's just but their their little connection went viral right yes sweet pea and brody once the dog calms down and he's past that major puppy point we'll reassess but right now it's just not safe for anybody <laughs> And what was that viral moment that happened? Because you were in the news for that. Oh, yeah. Um, It was just Sweet Pea met the puppy the very first time she met him. And she just said, hey, tell the puppy you love him. And she just reached over to pet him and she just said, I love you. And I think what really shocked people, she obviously changed, you know, she used the correct grammar. She... She was just infatuated with this little puppy. And the puppy, um, he's a little lab mix. And uh, the mother had stopped feeding them. I don't know much about dogs, but apparently the mom had stopped like producing milk. So he, the little puppy came home much, much, much earlier than he should have because she had 10 puppies. And so the owners just said, look, if you want, a pup, you know, come get it. And so I think Sweepy realized just the little puppy was without its mom and completely helpless and so small. And I think that's what drew her because she is a very like smother mother. Um, especially if somebody's not feeling well or you're sad, she just she won't leave you alone. And she, I think there's a video. I was like kind of depressed and in bed. And she just decided to come up and cuddle. And I didn't really want to cuddle. I was just like, just leave me alone. Just trying to just sit here and get my bearings. And so finally, since I wouldn't let her get under my hand to cuddle, to pet her, she started lifting each finger and finally got my hand up enough to like fit under it. So stop it. So I think that she just knew that the puppy needed a, a mom, a big feathered, big feathered nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Pete, I think I love you even more now than I did before. <laughs> and I was already team Sweet Pete. <laughs> so, you know, as we've been talking, they, they've been talking as well. Like I'm hearing little mm-hmm. chirps and clucks. And then sometimes I think I hear words. That's There's a stereotype of parrots that parrots talk, parrots say things. Do mm-hmm. they... Do they talk? Can they say no. things in English to you? And do they understand English? Absolutely. But language, about I should say. Birds, yeah, which is they only talk when they want to. So I think when people think they're getting a talking parrot, they can walk up and say, oh, hello, how are you? And they say, good, how are you? Or whatever. Well, they pretty much, there's some really good parrot trainers out there that they can train a parrot to talk on command, right? But these are people at like SeaWorld and, you know, that's what they do all day. So I'm not saying there aren't people that can do it. I 
don't really know a ton of birds that just speak on command. So yes, they do talk, and I can definitely understand, especially him, um, what's being said. But you know, it's not. I think what the common misconception of just you push a button and the bird says, you know, Polly want a cracker. <laughs> Um, well, we, I know we, we, you need to wrap up soon, but we have some rapid fire questions that we want to ask you, uh, before, before we let you go. Um, so the first question is if you could say one thing to your birds and you knew that they would, they would a hundred percent understand what you were saying, what would you like them to know? Do you want a peanut? Well, we know what their answer would be. <laughs> yeah, that totally is. They would love to hear that. <laughs> and I, you have several birds, but I'm going to ask in particular about Brody's since you guys said that I would be team Brody probably. Um, if Brody had a human voice, what do you think he would sound like? And would you be willing to do an impersonation? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I totally can't answer that because it would get political. <laughs> um, and I don't think your followers, like, probably want that um, because it's not even an accurate depiction. Um, we just always think that Brody would sound like two dictators talking. <laughs> <laughs> one from history well two from history so yeah before I start like some <laughs> political thing and I'm not political it's just like a joke because he's such a tyrant <laughs> and when he talks he like has this really deep mean man's voice like you know I want a peanut and water and come here and so yeah <laughs> so I wish I could honestly answer that but I that's his most. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought I heard a little hint of a uh, hint of German accent. <laughs> yes, definitely. We, um, yeah, we have a joke that if he could pick up a knife, the entire world would be dead. <laughs> Favorite curse words that your parents say? Um, they do know the F word. <laughs> And do they know when to use it appropriately or, or like, do they say it with, in situations where you're like, this is warranted? Yeah, Brody uses it liberally. Let's put it that way. And he somehow, and I think it was actually from a show I was watching, he somehow learned to couple it with the couple other words. Um, I think it came from watching the Betty Broderick documentary because that's what I traced it back to. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> and... If if Sweet Pea could fly anywhere in the world, where would she want a vacation? Oh, my gosh. You know, they're like dogs in the sense they just want to be around you. So wherever you are, that's their vacation. You know, they would never want to go somewhere without whoever they're bonded to. So I guess it's every day for her, huh? <laughs> Anytime she's around attention, you know, or me, basically me. That's I don't live a too crazy active social life but um that's where she would want to be is right here oh well that sounds that sounds like a perfect vacation then <laughs> <laughs> if that's what makes them happy 
And unrelated, well, I just have to say, you. if you had a oh, live stream of the birds, like I would just watch like this all day. Like I, I would yeah. watch the sweet pea cam. I see Brody's doing like a little dancey thing in the background, kind of. I know I have so many people request it and the YouTube channel thing. I just, I got so many requests for it and I just, um, stop it, stay here. I don't really, I'm trying to find somebody to hire like a company that will just say, here's how you do the tech stuff. Um, here's, you know, cause I can do the content and all the editing. I just, but yeah, the live stream is actually probably coming, um, a little later this year. So you'll be able to live stream in cause I have that request, especially from people that have kids. They want their kids and people that have other birds. I guess there's some female African greys that love Brody when he's on his live. <laughs> wow. Look at this. Yeah. Bird mm-hmm. dating through the live stream. Yeah. It's, it's pretty progressive. it's a proper 21st century relationship right there oh yeah we don't we don't mess around (laughs) Anya looks slightly horrified (laughs) yeah sorry we we can wrap up now (laughs) are you mad well he's like yes I would love to stab you Do not. So that's he'll sneak up behind you. Did you see him get down? So he'll sneak up behind you and try to yeah, quietly get close to you and like grab you. Well, this was really interesting. I don't think I've ever spoken with someone who loves birds as much as you do. And I I I loved our conversation and hearing about their different personalities and um and learning about the community that you've built too with your birds. It's it's pretty remarkable awesome well i can't wait to listen to it and i need to subscribe so i can listen to your other fun guests do not i, I don't see did you see what he just did stop yeah i just felt him lightly grab my shirt and what he'll do is try to get to your hair and then he'll pull it so you have to come towards him this bird i so was smart. watching him get closer and i thought about yeah. saying something i was like maybe it's okay no it's never okay <laughs> trust me wow so i'm sad that the birds are no longer on camera i got very attached to them for those 45 minutes it was interesting seeing their different personalities come out on i I wish people could see what we saw as far as how one bird was in her lap the other looked like it was getting ready to attack her from behind the others sleeping in its little area just I think avoiding <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, the, the thing that struck me was just when she's talking about um, the amount of work that birds are, because in my mind, I just think, oh, you have food in the cage. You let them out, let them fly around. But I mean, she made it seem like it's a lot more work than, than you would realize. I was surprised by that as well, because I think birds, I think you feed them, you give them water, they need to exercise, you need to make sure they can sleep. But apart from that, I I had no idea that they're so complicated. I also didn't realize that they get abandoned at the rates that they do. You know, with, when I think about mm-hmm. dogs that are, or sorry, animals that get um, dumped because they're too complicated to take care of, I usually think of dogs or reptiles that go from being baby crocodiles to full-size crocodiles. I would have never guessed that birds would be part of that. And I will say, I, I meant, I, I should have asked her this and I forgot to, but 
I'm in a couple of Facebook groups for the lost like pets of New York. And the number of birds that have been in there recently has been insane. And I wasn't sure if it's because windows are open now that it's summer, the weather's warmer and they're getting out. Or now, based on what she said, I'm wondering if people have decided that, oh, these are actually too much trouble to take care of. And so they're just releasing them. Mm, hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected, I guess, that for a large parrot adoptee community or, however, or rescue to be as large as, as it is. Um, but what I loved about her in particular, though, is, I mean, she just seems like she has such a big and open heart for birds. And it's not about just finding the prettiest birds. It's finding birds that are in need and loving them back to health. And, you know, just like the, the feather picking that I didn't realize birds do when they have a lot of anxiety and what you have to do to make them feel comfortable so that they stop doing that so they can grow their feathers back. Um, she just seems like a very sweet, compassionate, kind person. So and, nice. and I just want to know why Brody's so mean to her. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe it's probably just all a facade. He's just doing it for the engagement. He's a smart boy. Right. He knows he's a social media star. We should have asked that too. Did his attitude get worse as he got more famous? Oh, that's good. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we'll do like a little bonus follow-up with her. (laughs) Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to interviewing whoever our next bird person will be. Yeah, same. And we'll have to see. Maybe we can do like a video stream. Those birds can you know, FaceTime with Brody and Sweet Pea and who knows, maybe, maybe we'll make magic happen on you. Maybe Ruthie will have a new friend with some of these birds. Oh, are you going to get one now? That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Can only imagine the things they're going to tell <laughs> me go, about I'll, what I'll you get to up her, to. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to her house first and take care of them for a week and see if right? I'm up to it. <laughs> what did Give Anya do yesterday? Rack, Anya did. <laughs> I don't listen. I do not need. I do not need a bird that can talk and tell people the things that I do in my alone time. That is the beauty of Ruthie. It's like it's kind of like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas with Ruthie. I never have to worry about the cat getting out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, follow, uh, sign up for our Patreon if you want to support our content. And also make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify so we go up on the algorithms to more animal lovers find our podcast. Kaka!